Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, good Sunday morning or whatever time it is that you're listening to this study. Uh, my name is G.H. Kane. I'm pleased to, uh, to be studying with you here, here this morning. We're going to be over in, in Isaiah chapter, chapter 31. Uh, this is the first time that I have uh, had the pleasure of being able to record uh, any of our Sunday School lessons and uh, looking forward to, to being with everyone here today. Normally, uh, uh, Carolyn, my wife, and I are in, uh, in uh, class A50, uh, so uh, we're in uh, another curriculum, but, but I've been in, enjoying reading through uh, Isaiah here. To say that we're in uh, unusual times that we're living in today, that would be somewhat of an understatement. So that's, uh, that's, certainly a, that's certainly a true statement to say that we're in unusual times. But let, let, let me tell you another, another true statement. Uh, none of what our nation or our church or our world or any of us as individuals, anything that we're dealing with right now, none of that has caught the Lord by surprise. Uh, he knew before He created the world that we'd be dealing with this COVID-19 here in 2020. Uh, this is this is not beyond his ability to uh, to deal with. He knows it. Uh, furthermore, he's capable of and and he will end this pandemic at the time of his choosing. Uh, so we, we can we can trust him. The task that we have is to uh, is to work hard at whatever our jobs are. Work hard at serving him, uh, and uh, and just trust him for uh, how he works it out. No matter what. Because uh, he's truly worthy of our worship, our obedience, our trust. Even whenever we're uh, in situations that we don't understand and uh, and don't even like, we still need to trust him there. But before we go in, go any further into our study in uh, in Isaiah, let, let's let's stop here and and uh, and ask ask the Lord to to bless our time together here this morning. Father, we we do come to you. Today, tonight, this morning, whatever whatever it is, Lord, uh, acknowledging that you are God and we're not, and you're in control. And Father, uh, you call us to be obedient, to trust. Father, to trust you, even whenever we uh, we don't understand it or, or, or don't like things. And Father, as we uh, as we look into your Word this morning, we, we'll we're going to see how uh, you are more than capable of uh, of. Uh, of rescuing us, Father, of, of providing for us in such an, an abundant way. And Father, that is, that is a, uh, a real comfort in times of uncertainty. And Lord, we, we can take uh, great pleasure in that. Lord, I pray that you'd uh, walk with us uh, today in this study. Lord, I pray that you would reveal truth from your word. Father, not just for us, for a study to be recorded, but Father, for each of us to be able to apply into our lives so we might be uh, more useful servants of you uh, for this coming week. For we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a, uh, there's a real familiar verse that, uh, that all of us like to quote from time to time. Uh, it's over in Jeremiah. I know we're in we're in Isaiah, but I'm gonna read this one from from Jeremiah here, here first. Let, let, let me let me read the read the quote here for us. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Uh, that's in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. But are are you are you familiar with what's going on in the surrounding uh, uh, verses uh, in relation uh, to that verse there? 
Jeremiah had, uh, had written a letter of comfort to the Jews that had been taken into exile in, into Babylon. And uh, we, we know that Jeremiah was, was preaching and, and telling them, you know, they, they need to repent or God's judgment was, was coming. And, and, uh, and Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar had come and already taken some into exile. And he wrote this letter uh, to them, a letter, letter of, of comfort there. And, and he wanted them to know that even though they're far away from their homeland, that God had not forgotten them. Uh, he, he writes this letter of, of comfort and encouragement uh, somewhere around 600 B.C., uh, after the exile had started and, be, and before the final fall uh, of Jerusalem. But let, 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 me, let me read... Uh, let me, let me uh, uh, read some, some of the verses that surround that to give us a little bit of a, a context. It's over in, in, uh, in uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 10 through 14. Let, let, let me read that for us here. Uh, for thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. Uh, there in verses uh, 10 and 11, uh, you know, Jeremiah w was, was talking about the, the, the exile and, and, uh, and, and telling the people that they, they, need, to, they need to search and they need to, uh, they need to call upon the Lord. And, and, uh, and that the Lord already had his plan on how he's going to redeem them. He's going to bring them out of e exile after these 70 years. But yet he was still calling on them to pray. God had his plan. He knew what he was going to do. But he was calling on them to participate uh, by, by praying over this very, uh, over God's, uh, God's will and his plan. And, and, and that's, uh, that's an encouragement to me on how I need to, uh, to diligently be, be in prayer uh, so that I can be a participant in what God is wanting to do. And I think, there, I think there's a lesson for all of us today, even in the midst of this coronavirus, the, this COVID-19, that, that God has a plan. Uh, he's going to bring us through it. He's going to deliver us in His timing, but yet He calls on us to participate with Him in it by calling and praying. Uh, he says that, uh, uh, you know, he, he calls us to, to, to pray, but he, but he says to, when we seek Him with all of our heart, and uh, this is not a, a half-hearted prayer, but a very diligent prayer. Uh, and God promises that that He'll be found, that, that we can we can find Him whenever we seek Him, uh, seek Him like this. And then after these seventy years, they were going to be uh, they're going to be redeemed. They're going to come back from from the exile. So this had to be a, a, a great encouragement to to these uh, Israelites that had been taken down down to Babylon. Well, you know where where are we today? You know we're uh, we're far away from uh, Babylon, uh, but we know because of the sin that occurred in, in the garden and the sin that entered humanity, uh, we too are in exile. 
we've been separated away from from the Lord, and uh, and and He too is calling us to participate in His plan, and and He's also saying that one day He's going to redeem us. He's going to redeem us from the exile that we're in, just like He redeemed uh, Israel. Uh, from the exile in, in, in Babylon. So as you as you read these verses here, you you, uh, you get a, a a great word of of encouragement that the Lord is in control. He has a plan. He's going to redeem us. We can trust Him even in the midst of things that we don't we, we don't understand. So that is that's a great encouragement to me. Well, that brings us over into uh, into Isaiah, Isaiah chapter chapter thirty one. Uh, where Jeremiah was was prophesying to Israel when they were in the midst of this exile and and prior to them going into exile, where he was doing it real time there, Isaiah lived and he prophesied about 125 or so years before then. He was prophesying to Israel about the things to come 100 plus, 125 or so years before they went into exile. Uh, and he was calling for Israel. He was calling them out over their faithless worship and calling them to repent and to, and to, and to worship God. Well, the, the title of the lesson today is truly a, uh, uh, a, uh, an encouraging lesson. The title of it is God Protects. Uh, we're in chapter 31 of, of, of Isaiah it is a, a short nine verses long. So let, 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 me, let me read it to us here to begin with, and then we'll, uh, we'll come back in and we'll, we'll, we'll break it down and see what the Lord, where He, where he wants to take us here, here today. So I'm, I'm going to read the passage for us here. Isaiah uh, 31, starting in verse 1. Woe to those who have gone down to Egypt for help and rely on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. He said, Woe to them! But they do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. That is a, uh, that, that, that's, that's their sad state. They're trusting in other things and, and not in the Lord. Picking up in verse 2, Yet he also is wise, he being the Lord, he also is wise and will bring disaster and does not retract his words, but will raise up against the house of evildoers and against the help of uh, of the workers of iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men and not God, and their horses are flesh and not spirit. So the Lord will search out, will stretch out His hand, and He will help. Uh, and he who helps will stumble, and he who is helped will fall, and all of them will come to an end together. For thus says the Lord to me: As the lion or the young lion growls over his prey against which a band of shepherds is called out, and he will not be terrified at their voice nor disturbed at their noise, so will the Lord of hosts come down to wage war on, on Mount Zion. The Lord's going to fight for us here. Uh, he's going to wage war on Mount Zion on this, and on this hill. Like flying birds, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will pass over and rescue it. Return to him. Here's, here's our directive. He, he'd been laying out the, the, the landscape, and now here's the, the, the directive for us. Return to Him. Repent. Return to Him from whom you have deeply defected, O sons of Israel. For in that day every man will cast away his silver idols and his gold idols, from which your sinful hands have made uh, for you as a sin. 
And as the Assyrians will fall by the sword, not by man, and a sword not of man will devour them, so he will not escape the sword. And as the young men will become forced laborers, his rock will pass away because of panic. And his princes will be terrified at the standard, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. I know that was kind of a long passage to, to sit and read, but, uh, but uh, you know, if we, if we get nothing more out of the lesson than hearing and reading God's Word together, that, that's a successful time. Uh, so let, let's, let's look back at it and, and try to, uh, try to, to, uh, to see what, what the Lord, it, it, the, the message that He had for, for these Israelites then and the message that He has for us today. Uh, look, looking at the uh, uh, first couple of first couple of verses, when, whenever I was reading that, I, I, I was thinking of a movie. I, I don't know if any of you remember a movie titled Ghostbusters. I don't know when it was on. Uh, I'm not sure I ever saw the movie, but I did see clips of it. I don't think I ever saw the whole movie, but I think I saw clips of it. And who doesn't remember the jingle out there? I'm not going to sing it for you, but uh, it, it goes something like this: Who are you going to call? Uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, well, whenever, whenever I was reading, whenever I was reading through verse one, uh, that, that's what came to my mind. Uh, I, I thought of a similar question: Who are you going to trust? And, and, and that's what Isaiah. That's the message that he was giving to the Israelites: Who are you going to trust, Israel? Who are you going to trust? You're going to trust Egypt uh, with their horses and their chariots and their strong horsemen, or are you going to trust the Lord? Who are you going to trust, Israel? And, uh, and so, so he, he lays out th those two choices. So let's, let's go, back to, go back to verse 1 and, and look at it a little, a little closer. Uh, he pronounces this woe, this, uh, this alarm, this, uh, this, this, this judgment, uh, uh, just describing the iniquity that, that, that they have. He says, Woe to those who come down to Egypt for help and rely on horses. And trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they're very strong. But they do not look to the Lord, to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. You, you, you may recall that, that after King David and, and Solomon, uh, during, the, during their reign, uh, Israel was all united into one kingdom. But, uh, but after, after Solomon, soon after that, the, uh, Israel was divided into, into the northern kingdom and the, and the southern kingdom. Uh, northern kingdom is referred to as Israel, and the southern kingdom is referred to as Judah uh, many times. Well, the, the, the northern kingdom, uh, with all the kings they had, as you, as you read throughout all of uh, First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, all the kings that they had were, they, they said they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And, uh, and at this time when, when uh, Isaiah was writing this, the northern kingdom had already fallen. They'd already been overrun and, 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 uh, and, uh, and destroyed by, by Assyria. Now Assyria was looking at Judah. And Judah was seeing what had happened to them, and they and they were feeling the pressure. The, the heat was on. Uh, they saw Israel had been had been destroyed, and now are they next? So so they uh, uh, they they were concerned. And did they have a reason to be concerned? You bet, you bet. This was a very very real uh, a very real situation. So Isaiah was saying, "Woe to to those of you who who place your trust in anything other than, other than the Lord." 
So he lays it out. Who are you going to trust? Uh, are you going to trust the Lord? Or are you going to trust Egypt with their horses and their chariots and, and their strong men? The sin of Israel, the sin of Judah, I mean, uh, it was the sin of misplaced trust. Who, who were they trusting? And it was obvious because Israel had, had sent a dele- Judah had sent a delegation to Egypt to try to get them to come and help them defend off Assyria here. So, uh, so that their their great sin at, at the time was there was a sin of, of misplaced trust, and uh, I doubt that they, I doubt that they woke up one day and decided, you know, today I, I think I'm just going to transfer my trust from the Lord to other things. Uh, I doubt it was that stark, uh, a dramatic uh, uh, situation. I don't know if you ever heard the song from uh, Casting Crowns called uh, Slow Fade. Uh, it talks about a slow, methodical progression uh, from following the Lord, uh, following after the Lord, to uh, following anything but the Lord. Uh, and, and, it, and it says it, it happens very slowly. Here are some of the lyrics in that song. It's a great, it's a great song. Uh, it's a slow fade. It's a slow fade. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. When flattery leads to compromise, the end is always near. Be careful, little lips, what you say. For empty words and promises lead broken hearts astray. It's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white turns to gray. Thoughts invade, choices are made, a price will be paid. Isaiah had, had told them for years that their trust in the Lord uh, was what they needed, uh, that, that they needed to place all their trust in Him, but they, uh, they consistently were, re- were rejecting Isaiah's warnings. Uh, we, we, we see that demonstrated time and time again uh, th- throughout Scripture. Uh, one, one example of it here is in, uh, is in Isaiah chapter 30, just, uh, just a few verses before. Let, let me read that for us. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 9 and 10. Isaiah was talking about Judah there. It says, For this is a rebellious people, false sons, Sons who refuse to listen to the instructions of the Lord, who say to the seers, uh, you must not see visions, and to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant words. Prophesy illusions. Uh, this, re- this rebellious spirit that these people had, uh, it-, it caused them to refuse to listen to instruction. Uh, and, and, and their refusal to listen to instruction led them to embracing lies, and, uh, and, and that led them to misplaced trust. Uh, so so that, was a, that was a sin that Israel, that Judah w- w- was dealing with at, at, at the time. So I think the question for you and me today is, who or what are we uh, being tempted to place our trust in that's different from the Lord? Uh, are we placing our trust in the Lord, or are we are we tempted to place it in other things, uh, whether it's our, our our money or the lack of, uh, or is it the strength of our nation, the strength of our military over the Lord? Is it our political party? We know this is a political season, and and uh, 
it's it's important, uh, but we'll say it again: the Lord's in control. The, the The Lord raised up Nebuchadnezzar to bring judgment upon Judah. Um, the Lord can use whomever He wants to accomplish His His task. We need to participate in the political process. We need to be active. We need to vote. That, that, is, that is a right that we enjoy and, and so thankful for it. Uh, but we don't need to fret over it because the Lord is in control, not our political party, not science. Uh, so we don't need to ignore these things. We need to be active participants in society. Uh, but our faith needs to, and trust needs to be in the Lord and not these things. So uh, the, the first couple of verses, it, you know, it asks us, uh, who are you going to trust? Well, let's look at let's look at the next couple of verses here, and uh, it, it it outlines the situation uh, if the the object of your trust if you pick the wrong one. Uh, so what so what happens if you pick the wrong person or object to place your trust in? Uh, so the the Israelites they they, they did pick wrong. Both the, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of, of Judah. The Israelites, they, they, they picked and they placed their trust in things other than God. So they, uh, they chose wrong. Let, let's, let's pick up back in, uh, in Isaiah 31. Let's pick up in verses 2 and 3 and, uh, and, and, and look at that. Uh, Yet he also is wise and will bring disaster and does not re- retract his words but will arise against the house of evildoers, against the help of the workers of iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men and not God. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. So the Lord will stretch out His hand, and he who helps will stumble, and he who is helped will fall. All of them will come to an end. The Lord's saying, you know, look, you, you, you place your trust in anything other than me? Israelites, you're placing your trust in Egypt? You, you, you know, they're not God. They're men. Uh, their horses are not spirit. They're, they're, they're flesh, and, and, their, and their strength will go away. You place your trust in them. Whoever places their trust in them, they're, they're going to fall. And whoever helps them, they're going to fall as well. Um, so so here, here's, here's a, another question we need to ask ourselves. So... If they were if they were trusting in Egypt, why is God so upset about it? You know, why is He so upset and displeased with the Israelites because they're placing their, their trust in Egypt? Well, let, let, let's look back into the garden. Uh, you know, so, so so many questions can be answered uh, uh, in the Garden of Eden and the Garden of Gethsemane. Two great gardens where war battles were being fought, and uh, and and we can take great comfort that 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 the battles were won, that Jesus won the battle there there in the garden and chose to be obedient to, to the Father. But let's go back to the garden Garden of Eden. Uh, what was going on there? So, what was the source of Eve's sin in the garden? Well, when when she was tempted by Satan. She doubted whether or not she could trust God. Did God really say this? So Satan was tempting her on whether or not God could be trusted. Uh, she thought God was holding out on her. 
so she was tempted and she comes to come to the temptation that there was another way a way not trusting the lord that was better so she was uh, so she was tempted and and uh and ate of the uh, of the forbidden fruit and uh and and that that brought in the, brought in the, the sin in Adam and Eve's life has been passed down to us and sin has consequences uh we see back over here in in Isaiah uh, that the sin that the Israelites had was they were placing their trust in Egypt and not in the Lord. Just as sin had consequences for Adam and Eve, sin had consequences for the, for the Israelites when they were trusting in, in Egypt. And he says that that all those who who trust in uh, in those they, they will they will fall, and uh, uh, so. Whenever we, whenever we are faced with an issue, uh, uh, a crisis of belief, I believe uh, uh, Henry Blackaby's uh, uh, course, uh, he said there was a crisis of, of belief whenever you come to a point uh, of asking yourself, am I going to trust the Lord or, or am I going to trust what my senses and, and the world, world tells me here? So whenever you come to one of those points, what helps you pick the Lord and not pick trusting in the things of, of the world. Uh, one thing that, that helps me is to stop and think back to when the Lord has been faithful to me in the past uh, and, and remember how faithful He was in times past, and that will encourage me to be faithful into the future. When the Israelites were, were moving into the Promised Land, uh, what, what did the Lord tell them to do as they were crossing the Jordan River? He said, pick up these 12 big boulders coming out, out of the, these big stones out of the river, and whenever you get over to, to your camping spot, stack them up, make them an altar, make them a monument there so that, so that years later, whenever your sons and daughters ask you, what do these things mean? You can remember and you can say, this is, this is when the Lord delivered us out of Egypt and brought us in, into the promised land. We, we, we need stones of remembrance. We need to be able to have markers to see whenever the, the Lord delivered us and He was trustworthy. And that is, that is such a tremendous help whenever you're facing this crisis of, of belief. Well, uh, let's, let's, let's move on here. In Isaiah chapter 31, uh, we're going to jump down and we're, we're going to see in verses 4 and 5 how the Lord does fight for His children. How the Lord's saying, yeah, I will fight for you. You're, you're, you're mine and I, I will fight. So let, I'm going to pick up there in, uh, in verses 4 and 5 of uh, chapter 31. For thus says the Lord to me, As the lion or the young lion growls over his prey, against which a band of shepherds is called out, and he will not be terrified, he the lion will not be terrified at their voices, the voices of these shepherds, uh, nor disturbed at their noise. So will the Lord of hosts come down and wage war on Mount Zion and on its hill. Like flying birds, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver it. He will pass over and rescue it. Uh, you know, I've never, I've never tried to take anything away from a lion. 
that, that's what it's being de- describing here. A lion is taking a prey and maybe taking a, 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 a sheep that's strayed away from the herd and the shepherds come out and they're banging things together, trying to run, run him off. And, and the lion is standing his ground and he's not going to give up his prey. And, uh, and well, I've never tried to take anything away from a lion. Uh, I suspect they're probably pretty fierce. I have tried. I, I have a big dog, uh, and uh, she's a really a calm dog. Uh, but if you ever give her a big, nice, new, juicy bone, don't try to take it away from her because she is she is going to guard that bone uh, fiercely, and she's not going to allow uh, that to uh, to get away from her. She's going to protect that, and 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 that's what. That's what we see Isaiah saying, you know, guys, look, you're trusting in Egypt. You're trusting in the wrong ones. The Lord, he's more than capable. He'll come down here and he'll protect you like this lion protecting his prey, like these, like these birds of the air come down and, and, and protect their young. You know, he, 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 will be, he will be there. You can trust him. You, you, can, uh, you can depend upon him. He will fight and he is a mighty God. You need to trust in him. But the fact remains is that they chose not to. Uh, they, they, they chose not to, uh, to trust in the Lord. They wanted to trust in things they could see and, 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 and could feel. And lest any of us get too critical of them, aren't we in very much the same spot many times? Uh, don't we find ourselves uh, uh, wanting and, and more e- it's a little easier to trust in the things that we can see and hold and grasp in our hands, and uh, the the problem with it, though, is that those things can easily be taken away. Uh, and, and then, where is your faith? What is, where is your trust? Whenever that object of your faith and trust is is taken away, well, that's sin. Uh, it was it was sin for the Israelites, and it's sin for us as well. So uh, uh, we, we've seen here in 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 these verses thus far, in verses one through three. Uh, Isaiah was telling these Israelites uh, about the sin of trusting in Egypt and, and placing a false hope in something they can't deliver. And then in verses 4 and 5, we see uh, how the Lord's unending faithfulness to His children. He, he will come and fight for us, uh, and, and, and He is he's faithful. We, we can trust Him. Uh, and... Uh, and, and, and we see that, it, that if we don't, if we, if we don't trust in Him, uh, if we trust in the wrong things, uh, that, that's, uh, that, that, is, that is sin. And, uh, but thankfully, we pick up in verse 6, 6 through 9, because uh, we're, we're going to see the response for all of us who have been guilty before, and I think that's probably about all of us, where we've been guilty and trusting in things other than the Lord. Uh, let's pick it up there in verse 6, 6 through 9. Return, return to Him. Repent. That's what it says. Re- return to Him from whom you had deeply defected, O sons of Israel. Let's stop there for a second. Uh, deeply defected. Uh, wow. Can't you just see the, the intensity of it? Uh, he's saying, you know, those of you who have, uh, it's not that you just turned away. You have deeply defected from, from the Lord. Some of the other translations uh, uh, translate that. Uh, 
uh, worded as greatly rebelled against the Lord or greatly revolt, revolted against. So, uh, so again, going back to verse 6, Return to him from whom you have deeply defected, O sons of Israel. For in that day every man will cast away his silver idols and his gold idols from which your sinful hands have made for you as a sin. And as the Assyrians will fall by sword, not by man, and as a sword, not of man, will devour him, so he will not escape the sword, and his young men will become forced laborers. His rock will pass away because of panic, and his princes will be terrified at the standard, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnish is in Jerusalem. Here, here we, we, we see such tremendous imagery here where, where uh, the, the depth of our, of our sin, of trusting in other things, we have greatly rebelled, we've greatly de de defected uh, uh, from the Lord. Uh, and he talks about these idols there in, in, uh, in, uh, in verse 7. For, for if we repent, if we return to the Lord, uh, and we're going to end up casting away all of these silver idols and gold idols, the things that, that we had placed our trust in, whenever we re truly repent and come back to the Lord, uh, we can place our trust in Him and we can throw away these worthless, useless, uh, impotent idols that, 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 that somehow creep their way in, in, into our lives. So, uh, uh, so, so when, we, when we do repent and depend on the Lord, uh, He says He's going to do amazing things here. It's amazing things here. He's saying that, that He will defeat our foes and it's not going to be by a sword from man. Uh, these guys may uh, 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 maybe come to the ruin by a sword, but it isn't going to be a sword that man wields. The Lord is going to do it. The Lord will fight for us there. And uh, so he, he's going to do amazing things. The most amazing thing that I can think of is, uh, is, that, is that the Lord allows a sinner such as me to come into the presence, into His presence, uh, uh, whenever I, whenever I trust Him, whenever I repent of my sin, and I turn and I place my faith and trust in Him, uh, the most amazing thing that I can think of is that this righteous, holy God will allow a sinner like me to come into His presence. The only way I'm able to come into His presence is through the righteousness by the righteousness of Christ Himself. Uh, what a what an amazing thing! What a deal! What a deal we we, we have there. So uh, so let, let let's 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 kind of bring this up to to a conclusion here. Uh, this this chapter that Isaiah uh, you know had 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 written here. He was he was calling on these on these Israelites to uh, uh, to to forsake uh, the their their trusting in other things and place their, their, their trust in Him. So the question comes back to us. Uh, who are you going to trust? Uh, are you going to trust the things of the world uh, that are ever-changing? Uh, the, the things that are, that are thought to be good for you today or bad for you tomorrow and the science changes and, uh, you know, that, that, that's a, a term that we hear a lot in, in, in the society today is let's just trust the science. The problem with that is uh, what science says today, they're going to say something different tomorrow. So science even changes. So 
Who are you going to trust? You're going to trust in the things of the world that that had the, the ability, and they are uh, they are changing. Or are we going to trust in the God who created it all? That that that's the first question, uh, you know, for us uh, for for the, for this coming week. Whenever we're faced with these uh, crises of, of belief, we're we going to trust in the things of the world. We're we going to trust in Him. The next thing we, we can see out, out of this lesson, uh, uh, if you choose wrong. If you choose to place your trust in the wrong thing, uh, uh, there, there's tremendous negative consequences uh, for for a uh, for a believer, someone who is who is follower of Christ, who has placed their trust in Him. We're tempted to uh, to stray and, and trust the things of the world, even after we have uh, we have become a, a follower of Christ. Uh, it's not going to take our salvation away. But it'll certainly take our joy, and, and it will uh, uh, it will bring us under the discipline of, of the Lord. So, making wrong choices on who we're going to trust has tremendous negative consequences that I think all of us would, would want to would want to uh, want to avoid. Uh, and the, and the last thing that, that I I kind of see out of our lesson you know here today, uh, the, the the Lord fought for us in the garden. We talked about the. Uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and how they lost the battle. But we see our, 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 our Lord Jesus Christ, He fought the battle in the Garden of Eden, and He fought the battle on the cross, and He didn't fail. Uh, uh, you know, he, he won. He, he was victorious. He, he followed the Lord. He was faithful in following His Father. And, uh, and because of the victory that He's won, uh, uh, he, he is... He is providing that strength for us that, that we uh, we can have our faith and our trust in Him, and that gives us a, the uh, the ability to face whatever challenges uh, we we encounter this coming week, and uh, and for, and for that that is such a tremendous uh, a a tremendous uh, encouragement to me. I don't know what everybody is dealing with. Everybody's got their own list of issues. Uh, but whatever we're dealing with, the Lord is faithful, and uh, and we can trust Him to to deliver us from that. So with that, let's uh, let's wrap up here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, close this in a word of prayer, and then I uh, I wish everyone just a great rest of the Sunday and, and the coming week, and one that the Lord will truly be honored in. So let, let's pray. Father, your your word is uh, is as true today as it was two thousand or three thousand uh, years ago. Father, as as Isaiah uh, and Jeremiah were sounding this clarion call for people to trust you, and and uh, even though uh, the the response that Jeremiah got was not much at all, uh, the response that Isaiah got was very limited as well. But Father, uh, we know that, that your word is true and those who did place their faith and trust in you, uh, Father, you used them in mighty ways. Uh, when Daniel was taken into captivity and into Babylon through this whole ordeal, he trusted in you even though he was in a faraway land. Father, we need to trust you this week. Lord, we need to, whatever we're challenged with this week, Lord, I pray that we would bring that to you. 
Lord, that we would remember how faithful you've been to us in the past and that we would allow you to strengthen us, Father, not out of our own strength, but Father, out of the strength and encouragement that comes from having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, now I pray that you would dismiss us, go with us into this coming week. Lord, use us in whatever way you choose and help us to be honoring to you in all that we do and say. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.